Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today is Emily's birth story. Emily is another awesome DIAH chiropractor mama, and she grew up on a farm, so she's very used to living off the land, as she says, and using things like herbs and flowers for remedies and medical purposes. She's really passionate about all things natural. So she originally wanted a home birth, but after some discussion and some soul searching with her husband, Joe, they opted for a birthing center. Her journey is really interesting in that she and Joe got pregnant right after getting married. Their careers were really about to jump off. And so now here they are, a career, new marriage, and now a baby on the way. Emily really talks about the personal work that she did during pregnancy and what that was like for her, and I think it's something that all moms can relate to, and she was really excited to share her birth story as an opportunity to really rewrite the story from the typical narrative that you hear about birth. So I'm really excited for you to hear her story. Here it is. Hi, Emily. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Oh, we are awesome. We are amazing. <laughs> Emily, thank you so, so much for joining us on the Doing It at Home podcast. We are yeah, Thank super... you for having me. Yes, yes. Thank you. you know, we're super pumped to have you. All right, Emily. Um, I know we have a little guest with us, too, in the background, um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into who she is and why she's yeah. there and how she got here. Um, but just tell us a little bit about you and um, your family and what you're up to, where you're from. Sure. I am Emily. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I am a chiropractor and an advocate for all things um, natural. Um, That's kind of my passion in life. Um, I just started my own business doing um, house calls um, for chiropractic, and mostly I see pregnant moms and new babies, so that's great. Mm. And oh, that's very cool. Also, I'm training to be a doula so that I can um, assist with births as well. Um, my husband, Joe, he does the opposite of what I do. He's um, a financial planner. So I'm like the science one, and he's the math one, and it, it works <laughs> out pretty well for us. Nice balance. <laughs> that's great. And, we have a little baby. Her name is Ava Grace, and she's eight months old today. Aww. Aww. Happy eight months, Ava. Yeah. 
Oh, yes. She's so excited. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I'm guessing, you know, you being passionate about all things natural, you know, we talked a little bit before um, we hit record um, some of your background and how I'm sure that's influenced why you went the natural birth route. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, your background and how it's contributed to what you wanted to experience as far as birth? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I grew up on a beautiful 87 acre farm wow. and we always joke and say that my dad was the hunter and gatherer. So <laughs> we, had a big, we had a big garden and we, you know, we ate whatever he caught, you know, fishing or hunting. Um, and my mom was like a, a plant whisperer. So, um, you know, anytime we got sick, we were really into, you know, natural medicines and, um, you know, plant remedies and flower remedies. Um, and so it's kind of like the only thing I've ever known. I've only ever known life to be like this. Um, and so when I, I met my husband, he had um, a very different background being in, um, you know, more of your traditional, you know, Western medicines. Um, and so I, I kind of have a taste of, of both worlds and we're, we're doing our best to kind of instill, you know, both, both sides into our little ones. Mm, mm. I think that's awesome. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think generally men out there who tend to be of your husband Joe's mindset or background, I think they're craving the type of women that, that you are. I really do because we have talked to a lot of home birth moms, a lot of, you know, moms we've interviewed and they're, you know, they joke, you know, I'm the crunchy one. I'm kind of hippie-ish and my husband is so the opposite. <laughs> and I'm like, then they must really be into that on some level. Like they want that. So I just think there's this yeah. interesting, like I think you, women like you and the women we've talked to are just these attractor fields and men just like have, they have no chance. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think too, um, I'm doing my best to lead by example. And, um, you know, I think there's a level of, um, I think there's a level of control that, that men need and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but a lot of times it's, it's easier, there's easier fixes, easier patches with Western medicine. Um, it's just kind of like, here's, here's a problem. Here's the solution. It's kind of a plus B equals C, um, with, with the way of thinking that I have, it's more like, okay, so here's the issue. Let's figure out what's causing the issue. What's really the problem? Um, and I think it takes a little bit more work, but I think um, the outcomes are always, um, you get permanent solutions rather than just little patches the problem. So mm -hmm. it's a different mindset, and, and I'm doing my best, like I said, to, to lead by example. Mm. Well, I think that I would be the authority in this conversation. Oh, being a man. Being a man. <laughs> and, uh, well, and it's interesting because my background um, is I grew up with my father as a doctor and my mom as a nurse. So I totally grew up in the, you know, let's let's patch up whatever it is. People if it's, getting sutured on your kitchen table. Yes, you know, <laughs> getting stitches mm -hmm. on my kitchen table and, and um, you know, taking different things to 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 fix or alleviate whatever I was feeling. So that was my initial paradigm and way of looking at things. And that fit very nicely with my, you know, my male mind of solving problems.
but right, yeah, yeah, but but now I'm I'm working on evolving that and incorporating some of the more natural and holistic remedies as well. Mm. And I'll say that it's been a challenge at oh, times. Okay. It has been a challenge. So <laughs> so my voice sounds a little froggy right now, and it's because I, I have a cold. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you have been <laughs> you have been giving me all these. Amazing concoctions. You say amazing. Yes, and <laughs> like a chopped up garlic and uh, all the, these zinc and and vitamin C pills and all this stuff that I wouldn't have done, you know, before meeting you. And so it is. It is a cool mixture of those two different worlds. So um, Emily, mm-hmm. I think that uh, I can feel where your husband's coming from, and uh, and and with you as well, with with the blending and the balance of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, healthy integration is what you're kind of yeah. aiming for, and I think that's awesome. Um, so how how did that play a part in when you found out you were pregnant, and how you know how did it influence that journey? It sounds like that was a big theme throughout you know your marriage and your family building is the the balance of those two philosophies and worlds. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I met my I met my husband before I went to chiropractic school, but he was with me throughout my whole you know through my whole schooling. And so um, early on, we kind of talked about um, having children, and I I expressed to him how I would love to have um, an all natural home birth. Um, and at that point in our relationship, he was like, well. You need to find yourself a caveman. Like that is just crazy. <laughs> um, and so, over the years, I would send him little videos on on Facebook or like shoot him some articles. Like, hey, just read this about you know home birth. And um, so I had a couple of years to work on him before I got pregnant. Um, but when I got pregnant, um, he would his his way of thinking was kind of like your body, like. However, you would be most comfortable. Let's do that. Um, mm-hmm. And so we decided on um, a birth at. Um, it's called the Midwife Center in Pittsburgh, and it's um, they actually just renovated it. Now they're the largest freestanding birthing center in the United States. So wow. I got to have my baby there, and it was a nice balance between um, me having that all natural home birth that I so craved. Um, but still having the, you know, medical interventions kind of available in case something were to happen just to ease my husband's mind. Right. Um, and so I didn't want, I didn't want to have to worry about him while I was having a baby. Um, so I figured the, the midwife center was kind of that balance that, that we both needed. Mm. Wow. That's anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now identify a problem creating an audio ad is time consuming offer a solution utilize cutting edge ai imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds well we did to create this ad to learn more about ai in the audio industry download the white paper from audiostack.ai anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now identify a problem creating an audio ad is time consuming 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. That's great. I yeah, mean, that's awesome. you know, working together and to feel. And so, you know, it sounds like it was a, you said balance and kind of like a, a win-win. You know, you got elements of the experience you were craving and then Joe got to feel comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. Did you feel at peace with the decision? Like, yes, this is this is it and I'm cool. Um, you know, for me, it wasn't exactly what I wanted. Okay. Um, so, um so I really wanted that like old traditional way of birth, like, you know, like our ancestors had, like the way that I envisioned it in my head was very much, you know, like old, like old traditions, um, you know, like everybody sitting around the living room telling stories and having a baby. Um, like that's how I pictured it. So um, it was a little bit different than, what I wanted, um, but I hired, I hired a woman who was fantastic, and I highly recommend everybody having one person at their birth who they, like, absolutely know that they can rely on 100%, mm. um, and I'm yeah. not saying my husband wasn't that person, but I knew he wouldn't, I knew he couldn't hold the space for me that I needed, mm. um, and so I hired a doula who was trained um, in a very holistic way of thinking. Um, and during my labor, she, she was a rock star. I mean, she, um, she was great. So I I really think that made a a huge difference in, in it being like an uncomfortable birth versus a, a comfortable birth for me. Um, so it was really just me and her and my husband and everybody else who was there who like you know, like the midwives who had to be there, they kind of stayed out of the way and just let us do our thing. So um, it, it was a comfortable experience. Hey, Avia, yeah, we're talking about when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I I really appreciate your transparency there um, when you share that you know um, your husband couldn't fully hold the space. And I don't, I don't personally see any judgment or anything wrong with that because it's just it's very clear like you just know like you instinctually knew who who and and how people can um serve their role best and to Mm -hmm. expect someone one person to be everything for you in in any type of scenario is is a little unrealistic and puts a lot of unhealthy expectations I feel so for you to put measures in place to make sure that you were taken care of he could be cool like all of that I think is really uh aware a a very high level of self-awareness and and care and consideration for for the whole experience to really honor the process um Mm -hmm. yeah no one person can be everything for you and so that's why you you get the people who are gonna be solid for you in each area and you need them right yeah and i um at first when i hired um, a, a person outside of the people who are already at the midwife center. My husband was like, why would you spend more money <laughs> on something that like, you know, there's already women there who can help. Um, and, and for me, I wasn't totally comfortable with those women. And I knew that I knew the type of woman I needed there with me. Um, and afterwards he, I mean, it was the best investment we could have made. Um, mm. and he realizes that, and I realized that, and I really think you can't 
put a price on your birth experience. I mean, it was the single most important moment of my life. And it was my opportunity to rewrite this birth story that we hear over and over of women like really struggling through their births and it not going the way that they had envisioned it. Um, you know, those nightmare story births that we all hear it, too often. I mean, I, I hear it every day. And so for me to have this like birth that was perfect for me, I mean, I really couldn't put a price on that. It's like invaluable to me. Oh, kudos! And now to, you. to be able to to be able to share my story and empower other women that like you can do this too. Mm. I mean, you can't put a price on that. I would I would have spent six times the amount I did to have that same same experience. Mm. I think it's awesome that you uh, trusted your gut and you know you listened to to that voice that was saying. I want this type of person here to support me. And mm-hmm. because, because like you said, there were women at the midwife center who could have held that role, but um, you felt that you wanted a, a particular type of person. And now eight months later, you're saying, yeah, I would have spent six times that amount. So I think for, for people listening, you know, if you're on the fence about having a certain type of person or doing something a certain way, you know, I, I would say take Emily's example and just trust your gut and go with what's going to make you just feel Peaceful, yeah. powerful, courageous. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and I think as women, especially um, as pregnant women, our wombs really give us the wisdom that we need. And so I think instinctually everybody knows what they need at their birth. So just really tuning into that and, um, you know, allowing yourself to, to be fully supported. Um, I think that was really, really important for me. Mm-hmm. Now, um, let's talk about your your pregnancy in general for a second. How how was your preparation? How was your pregnancy experience? Sure. So, um, physically, my pregnancy was really easy. Um, I was under chiropractic care the whole time and prior Great. Um, to to getting pregnant, and I think that made a big difference in my physical body. Um, I stayed active. Um, I rested when I, when my body said rest. Um, I fueled my body with the nutrients that it was needing. Um, I'm not much of a meat eater, but when I oh hey when I was pregnant, I craved meat, and so I I kind of let go of any judgments and I I fed myself whatever it was that hmm. I was craving and trusted that my body knew what it needed, um, and so. Um, yeah, physically, it was pretty, pretty easy. Um, emotionally, I mean, that's the part I, I probably struggled with, with the most. Um, and it, it revolved around the idea of, am I ready? Mm. Um, am I prepared to be a mom? Yeah. Am I old enough to be a mom? Mind you, I'm, I'm 29. I'm not, you know, I'm not a young kid anymore, but I, I had this idea of like, am I even old enough to be a parent? Right. Am I am allowed? I, like, do I have, am I eligible for the license? Right? Yeah. And when I found out, I was like scared to tell my parents, like, are they going to be mad at me? And granted, I was, you know, married and I have a, a degree and not like any of those things really matter. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was like really emotionally like, freaked out and and you know you see those commercials on tv where people find out they're pregnant and they like 
they're so excited. They cry. I, I, when I found out, I took a step back and I was like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? Um, and Mm. so I, I even kind of felt guilty about my reaction to finding out, like I felt guilty that I wasn't more excited. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's not something you hear people really talk about. Like you only see the good, the good side of it. And, and of course it was a blessing and I couldn't be happier. Um, but really it was emotionally um, difficult at first when I found out and even, even through the pregnancy. Um, and then of course, seeing my body change mm-hmm. and kind of surrendering to that process of like growing, like physically growing. Um, that was also tough for me too. Wow. That's, that's real. And like you said, you don't hear a lot of that. I mean, anytime someone's, especially finding out you're pregnant and then when baby comes out, I feel like those are two moments that you're just expected to be elated about and have this like magical glow about you and everything's perfect. And maybe, but maybe not, you know, maybe you are scared. Maybe you, you, you don't feel connected necessarily with what's happening with your body and what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, I think that happens a lot more than we hear. And it's just because people, like you said, are guilty or afraid to share it because it makes them a bad mother, a bad woman, right. you know, like what, whatever the case, uh, you don't hear it a lot. But I really appreciate that because there were lots of different moments through pregnancy and in the birth experience where I wasn't 100% connected. And I mm-hmm. could have really judged that too, you mm-hmm. know, and, and gone down the dark yeah. path. Yeah, I waited, um, I waited probably four or five months before we posted anything on social media about, uh, being pregnant. And it's because it took, it took me that long to like, um, sort through all of the emotions that I was having. Mm. Um, and, and when we did decide to share with, you know, friends and, 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 you know, the world that I was expecting, I wanted to. I wanted to make sure that, like, I owned it and I was in a place where I could um, genuinely be excited to share the news. Mm, Um, And so it it took me those four or five months of doing some, like, really deep personal work. And and it revolved around my relationship with my parents and, Mm. and my parents' relationships with their parents. It was very... Gen, like went through the generations and and during my self-work I realized that when I was in my mother's womb I already had all of the eggs that I was ever going to have um, and so that feeling that really deep feeling of being connected to all of the generations then made sense to me because like everything that my mother went through during her pregnancy affected me mm. it affected my child um, and so it really was a lot of work to, to sort through those emotions. Um, but I really am thankful I, I recognized what I was going through and then decided to, like, do something about it rather than put those emotions, like, tuck them away somewhere. When, what you just said, that, that thing about the eggs and, and you'll have all that you'll need while you're in utero, when I heard that, that completely blew my mind. I yeah. I mean I had to sit on that for a couple of days just because the, the mm-hmm. magnitude of that was so profound for me. Um, I think I'm still sitting on it. Yeah. Really. I mean it's crazy and they and like the work that I did not only healed myself but healed 
the past and will heal the future. Absolutely. It's, it's healing on a, a such a huge scale. No wonder it feels like it's a ton of work. It's because it is. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You got it. Mm. You, you hit it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so all of that leading into birth, as birth was becoming closer and closer, how were you feeling and how were you processing? Um, anxious. Okay. Um, you, you know, I, I think um, I learned how to surrender. Like the word surrender, I don't really think I understood until I was pregnant and, you know, birthing a child. Um, but I would visualize myself um, floating down a river with my legs up, just like letting the water take me mm-hmm. um, rather than trying to like swim against the current. So I realized like the less that I tried to like fight this happening the easier it would be. So the end of my pregnancy, I tried to just kind of coast. Um, I was still in practice full time. And so um, physically I was getting to the point of like, I was tired. Um, And so at 39, 38 weeks, I stopped working. And that last week before I went into labor, I laid on the couch and like didn't really do much, but I needed that. I needed a rest. Mm-hmm. I needed that rest to kind of pull all of my parts together and really prepare, prepare for birth. I know we live in a society where it's like, go, 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 like never stop. But for me, that was a time where I really needed a rest. And, and I did. I don't think I really left the couch for like six or seven days. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Babe. Yeah, mama. Let's talk about sleep for a second. Let's do it. Okay. I was super anxious about sleep during pregnancy. I remember. Especially during those final weeks. And now that mom life is here, whenever I actually can get sleep, I need to do whatever is physically possible to get the most quality sleep that I can. Thankfully, the folks over at Reverie totally understand all of this. And they've created the power bed to help moms get the best sleep possible. Reverie's mission is to help people live better lives through sleep. And for them, sleep is the third pillar of health along with diet and exercise. And as we know, it doesn't always get the attention it deserves. And actually, we have a power bed on its way to our house right now. Yes, we do. We're so excited. (laughs) And we're very excited to share with you our experience of it. Real, raw, real time. Share with you all the cool things about it. So stay tuned. In the meantime, head over to momsneedsleep.com slash home 
to learn more about Reverie, their power bed, and what they're up to in supporting and educating moms and families on the benefits of healthy sleep and how to get it. Once again, that's momsneedsleep.com slash home to learn more about Reverie and their power bed. When did you know labor was was starting? What was happening? Where were you? How were you? Yeah, so um, I was in labor for 36 hours. So when I first, um, the day before labor, and this is a little, this is a little graphic, but we're going to talk about poop. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Before I went into labor, I had like my whole body just kind of like cleared itself out. I had like the worst diarrhea that I like oh it was just terrible so it was like all day long and that's when I knew like okay this wasn't the burrito I ate yesterday yeah. this is like something <laughs> is happening, happening in my body I think I think there's a baby coming and of course I like googled it and texted all of my mom friends and said like listen this is what's happening and they're like oh yeah like your body's just getting ready to have a baby um and so for me it was like a whole day of diarrhea and that's when I knew um contraction started that night um and they were pretty they were manageable it's kind of what I thought it would be like um but those contractions continued for you know a good solid 24 hours I labored at home um, me and my husband watched a whole series on Netflix. Kind of just hung out. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how labor started, and um, we finally decided to go to the midwife center. It was my, it was I think it was my husband. He said I was making these like really kind of animal noises and he's like at that point I knew like I couldn't handle you anymore we needed to get somewhere else there you go um, great love the yeah, honesty <laughs> it, yeah so it was it, it was um we got to the midway center around 10 p.m I think and um so I labored through the night and we had mm. our baby at eight eight in the morning so it was wow. a, a long night wow wow so were you going on no sleep um, no. So, um, I, like I said, I like rested a lot. Mm. Um, my body was really rested. Um, physically what I was experiencing was dehydration. Mm. Um, so like I said, with the, the, the diarrhea that I had, um, I was so dehydrated and it was making my contractions very, very intense. Oh. Um, and so I was just kind of trying to, Get as much coconut water in my body as possible, um, electrolytes, like anything that I could really drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just drinking. Um, and then when probably in the middle of the night, I, looking back, I'm not really sure what time it was, but my probably around six or seven centimeters in my um, contractions really kind of stalled. They were maybe every eight minutes. Um, And so at that point, I was able to sleep between Mm -hmm. the contractions. Um, And so as much as that prolonged my labor, it was really nice to kind of get a break. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I get it. Absolutely. And at that same time, my my husband like left, um, left the room and he was able to get some sleep too. So it was probably Mm -hmm. about two hours of um, resting between contractions and um, since I had such a long labor, I really think that opportunity to rest um, 
allow me to like finish strong. Mm-hmm. So finish strong. How was that? What <laughs> what were the circumstances yeah. when um, baby Ava made her entrance? Yeah. So um, for most of my 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 labor, I labored in the in a bathtub okay. um, or on like an exercise ball on a, a on a medicine ball. Um, and so it wasn't until I started pushing that, um, I did, um, get into bed, um, at the midwife center, they still have like standard procedures that they like to follow. And one of them is being able to see, um, what's happening while you're, you know, pushing the baby out. Mm. And so they prefer, um, they prefer that you, that you do push in bed. Um, so I, I got into bed and I'm not going to lie. That position of being on my back was like not comfortable mm. at all. Um, even laying on my side, um, it, it, it wasn't comfortable for me. It, it, it actually pushing was very, very challenging, especially because I was so tired. Like literally just went through this marathon of, mm. of, you know, laboring for hours and hours. Um, it kind of like irritated me that I had to be in that position um, or that they wanted me to be in that position, um, especially like, you know, I was tired. Uh, I was in labor for a long time. So it's like irritated, like I don't really want to be in this position. Mm. Um, and so um, at that point, I, the, the midwife that I hired outside of the um, midwife center, she had this nifty trick up her sleeve where she like, she wrapped wrapped up like a long sheet or a towel and we used it like a, a pulley system. So mm. like I was sitting up in bed and my husband was behind me and he was helping me kind of curl up. And while I pulled, pulled on the towel, she pulled um, and we used this like, you know, curl and pull technique. And that's, that's what got um, baby Ava out. Um, oh, wow. Honestly, I don't even know. I don't really even know how long I was pushing for. It could have been five minutes. It could have been three years. I, my sense of time in that moment is totally skewed that I have like, ugh, I have no idea how long we were actually there for. Yeah. Um, but that that was another um, pushing um after a long labor that was tough that was Mm. the hardest workout I've ever done (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) wow and then so how is your husband through all of this and when you talk about it now you know Mm -hmm. how did he experience watching you how was you know how was he (laughs) yeah um he was he was great I um I'm going to give a shout out to Joe for really holding it down. He was fantastic. Mm. Um, The feedback that I got from him Mm -hmm. um, was a feeling of helplessness. Um, Like he saw me, um, and to him he said he perceived it as being in pain. Um, And to me, like I don't even remember the pain, and and it was a... that wasn't even like on the forefront of things for me, but he said he just felt helpless. Like he saw me in all of this pain and he didn't really know what to do and he didn't really know how he could help. Um, but there was really nothing in that moment for him to do other than be there. Right. You know, yeah. like he, um, when I needed a, a cool rag on my head, he put it there. When I needed my feet rubbed, he did that. But as far as, you know, taking the pain away for me, 
it was really my moment to feel. And uh, I'm thankful that I, I had an all-natural birth because every single thing that I felt, um, it empowered me. You know, I, I birthed a baby the way that I wanted to, and I feel like a badass because of it. <laughs> like, that moment was my moment to, like, be a woman. Yeah. Um, and so for, for I understand that he wanted to, like, make it all better. But from my perspective, like, that's what I wanted. Like, that's what I wanted to feel. That's what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so he did everything that he could have done, and he did, like, he did a great job doing it. Wow, I think it's a. I think it's a. It's great that you just said that, and important for um, dads and partners to, to to hear that. You know, you wanted to experience that. You know, like you chose to have a natural birth. Um, you 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 chose to be able to feel and experience all the sensations, everything, because then it gave you a chance to really understand yourself, and it gave you an opportunity to tap in, and like you said, just just shine as that badass that you are and i know for mm-hmm. me as i was as i'm watching as i was watching sarah in labor um i was very especially towards the pushing i was i was active with you mm-hmm. but it's such a challenge to watch your partner experience what absolutely looks like discomfort and pain like mm-hmm. you know it it, it it with you sarah just looked you were tired mm-hmm. looked like you were uncomfortable and you want to be able to do something for that person so I'm happy, Emily, that you that you said that you know you as you were experiencing your labor and your birth, you wanted to experience all of it because mm-hmm. you know it does give us partners, us dads, an opportunity to support you in that mm-hmm. and to let yeah. go, you know, like to, for, to let go of our guilt about not being able to quote unquote do anything and take away the pain, but instead just really support you in being a a goddess yeah yeah i think for dads the the doing part is just being just Mm -hmm. being there um is enough um is enough it's just there's nothing you can really do you can't have this baby for me right right there's the element of surrender as well for them you know it's everyone surrenders to to baby, to process, to time, divine so. <laughs> time, whatever. Yeah, all of it. But yeah, definitely um, that was, especially being a man and liking to be in control, I think that was one time he really just, he really, yeah, he really just had to surrender to the process as well. So it was definitely a huge learning experience for him. And, um, you know, leaps and bounds were made as far as personal growth goes for the both of us. Sure, I bet. Mm. Um, so the thing that's been on my mind since we first started talking <laughs> is, well, one, I guess, do you plan on having more children? Yeah, I think so. Um, so I, yeah, I think so. So the million-dollar question there is, do you think we would go home birth round two, or we know oh, how yeah. how is everyone? <laughs> yeah, I would... Um, I think after he, my, he, as in my husband, saw um, how natural birth is and how beautiful it is and how n- nobody really needed to do anything mm. um, other than allow this beautiful natural process to occur, right. um, I definitely think that we would have um, a home birth 
the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really that's really my desire. So I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, any like we say here, any decision so long as it's informed and empowered, you know, in our eyes is is what we support. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. whatever route you both choose, so long as you both are, you know, connected and loving and understanding, you know, that's the route for you. That's the path. You know, we're mm-hmm. not pushing or shoving anything down anyone's throats here. But um, if that's what you want, uh, you know, I'll, I will hold the, the space and the intention for that for you in the future. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You know, what I like about what you shared earlier with Joe and his supporting you um, in your decision was that you mentioned the, you know, his ability to trust in you and your body yeah. and, and your body's ability to do what it's designed to do. And so that's mm-hmm. just, that's something that comes up so often when in these conversations when, you know, moms are telling us their, their birth stories. It's this just trust that your body will do it. And, you know, you just mentioned that when in in your in your birth in Ava's birth the midwives and people there didn't have to do much you mm-hmm. know like they were there for support and if in if case you know things needed to happen and that was the case for us as well like they didn't have to do much mm-hmm. and it's because mm-hmm. you know your body is just it's it's so perfectly designed to create life carry a baby and and bring that that little baby earthbound so mm-hmm. That's yeah, cool. and I kept reminding myself of that as well, um, even through my pregnancy and during my birth. You know, like this is what this is what I was designed to do. This is yeah. the way my body was created. Just let it happen. And and while I was laboring, and I was like, you know, I I don't know if I can do this. I I thought about like how did my ancestors give birth? Like they just kind of you know, in their caves or wherever they were. Like, I went way back. It was like, how did they do it? You know, these women just, like, you know, walked around and had babies. Like, they didn't have, you know, it was just so natural. It was just mm. part of the their little, you know, their little tribe or, you know, their little community. Like, they just, that, that's just how they did it. It wasn't a big medical to do. It was like, okay, I'm having a baby. Like, let's do this. And and yeah. so, at the point in my labor when I was like, you know, I can't do it. I was like, no. Every other every other woman who has given a haven't like gave birth to a baby. This is how they did it. Like you, you definitely can do it. Like this is what you were designed to do. <laughs> I had this like internal dialogue of like my old granny telling me, like, I did it. If I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, granny. I I have those thoughts and conversations in my mind as well, especially around birth, you know, when I was going through labor. I, I thought a few times, I'm not going to lie, might be a little judgy about some women I know that are moms and had babies. And I would think, how uh-huh. did so-and-so do this? So-and-so did this, and she has a baby. Like, how? I know her. Yeah. <laughs> and then now with motherhood, too, I think about, you know, how does how does this person do it? <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of like a a pain sissy. Like I don't really like to be uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and I don't know if you know anybody actually enjoys being uncomfortable. But mm. um, so now that I had a natural birth, I'm like, listen, if I can do it, you definitely can do it. Mm. Because like I'm the tough guy over here. I'm just you know little old me. So that that's like when I have friends who are pregnant and they're like, I don't know how you did it, Emily. I'm like, well, listen, if I could, if I can, you can too. Mm. <laughs> that's really cool. 
Emily, yeah. do you have any uh, nuggets of wisdom or resources that you'd like to leave uh, listeners with? They're always hungry for that sort of stuff. And especially, I mean, your story is, is amazing. And I know there's a lot of things that people can get from it. So is anything that comes to mind um, that you haven't mentioned already that you'd like to leave with listeners? I think um, really allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you feel without judgment Mm. um, and processing those emotions and letting your body integrate that and and using it to your advantage rather than um, feeling guilty or, or, you know, shoving aside whatever it is you feel. Um, I think that's one aspect of, of, you know, being pregnant and labor and delivery that people don't talk about or like is the emotional stuff. So really allowing yourself to, to feel whatever it is you feel and not judge yourself. Mm. Um, for me, that was, that was super important. And, um, I think the best, the best part of, of the journey, of course, is my, is my beautiful, perfect baby girl. Um, and, and aside from that, Having the birth that I wanted to have um, has allowed me to live a life that I want to live. Um, so starting my own business and, and stepping away of all, from those things that were comfortable and saying, like, listen, I am this force and I created a life. I can create whatever it is I want in my life. Mm. Um, it's kind of open so many doors for me and it's empowered me so much. So I definitely um, recommend to all women, however it is you want to birth your child, whatever that looks like to you is perfect. And that's the perfect experience for you. Um, But I think make sure you make sure you're empowered by it. Like for me, it changed my life in so many ways. Like, yes, I have a baby, but now I have all of these other things that I didn't have before. And one of them is like, confidence and and empowerment and I feel so expansive and unstoppable that was awesome wow that's great you're awesome Emily you're so awesome (laughs) we really appreciate you and baby Ava thank her for us she did great she was a rock (laughs) star Ava (laughs) Ava thanks for thank you <laughs> she gave you a big cheesy smile oh love it nice. love it um thank you so much again um peace and blessings and love to your whole family and thank you so much for taking this time to inspire listeners i know that's what you've done today yes. and we appreciate that thank you for having me thank you for letting me share my story Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.